I have witnessed over the last couple of weeks people that have been meditating regularly, truly waking up and knowing their divinity, knowing their truth, knowing God truly is living within them and they in God, knowing and living in that divine river of loving and having that go into every part of their life, into the great joys of life in this world, as well as the great pains. And I have seen others who have talked spirit, who have read spirit, but who are not practicing spirit, who are not living the meditation, who are not living the initiation, enter into moments of crisis and difficulty and pain. And they have nothing to turn to other than their old ways of complaining and arguing and holding on to the mind and the emotions and the body as their truth because they have not come into the awakening to know the truth that really is. And so they still live in the separation and in the pain of the illusion that the mind has created for us. If we're not careful, we will fall into that trap and stay there. So it's important to begin to look and see what are you doing with your time and your day? Are you giving time for God? Are you spending time each day in meditation, holding your awareness, holding your focus inward and upward toward the Lord? and allowing that loving inside of you to come awake and alive. The one thing I know is that you are soul. And the one thing I know of that is your soul is the divine living loving essence of the Lord. You are loving. And all you have to do every day is sit down and hold your attention upon God and just speak it inside. Speak it out loud, however you can do it. Sing it, chant it, say it, however. I love you, Lord. I love you, God. I love you, my Creator. I love you, the Divine Creator of all things. I love you, however you might do it. But speak the loving. Begin to speak it, and it will begin to move. Energy follows thought. Well, this is even greater than thought. So when you begin to speak it and share it in this way, in that upward flow, even above the mind, you begin to move that energy. You begin to express it. And the expression and the movement of that begins to allow it to truly come, awaken you, so that you know it to be true. At first, it may be routine, you may not really know or believe the love that is there. You may not really believe that God exists. You hope God exists. And if you hope God exists, you're sure not aware of loving God in the way that I'm speaking of right now. But by sharing it, by speaking it, by putting that energy into action, Eventually, it will come awake and alive in you, and you will 
know the loving and its manifestation and its movement and its expression in your daily life, in your daily experience. And then the traps of this world automatically begin to break free, loosen themselves from the soul. And the soul begins to loosen itself from the elements of this creation that have bound it here for so long. And it begins to truly find freedom and liberation. If you find yourself as one who is complaining about life, who is angry at life, who is disturbed how life is, and you are not doing those things in your life to bring about change, to bring about quiet, to bring about peace, to bring about centeredness, then look and see what are your actions, what are your reactions, how are you living your life, are you repeating old patterns, are you repeating unlearned lessons that you came into this lifetime with, that you took on as a child from others to just continue the process once again in another body but the same unlearned lessons. If you want those unlearned lessons to stop, if you want the pain to stop, then do something different. Begin to make choices other than the way you've been doing them. Choose into some other action. Choose out of reaction. When you catch yourself going into complaining, stop. You may be right in the midst of complaining with somebody and telling them the problems of your life. Stop in that moment and say, you know, I don't want to do it this way anymore. And find a new way of expressing. Find a new way of sharing your experience without the complaining on it. See if you cannot begin to find the truth, the learning of that lesson, of that experience that you have been complaining about so that you can begin through your own inner knowing, through your own inner wisdom of the soul within you to begin to manifest a new action by which you can begin now to step free of this prison that you have found yourself caught in. And we all do it. We all do it. As long as we're in the body, we're going to find ourselves challenged by this creation. We're going to find ourselves feeling limited and disturbed while we are in these bodies. And we're going to gripe. And we're going to complain. Oh, my elbow's hurting today. Oh, my God, I can't believe what's going on. It's just terrible. And all of a sudden, it's hurting more. Why is it hurting more? I don't understand. I didn't do a thing with it today. But now it's really hurting. Oh, my God. Now the other one's starting to hurt, too. And then after a while, you're going, I think I've got arthritis. I'm sure it's just got to be arthritis. And then the body goes, okay, well, now we're supposed to have arthritis. You know, we are great creators. That's what the soul is. 
The soul is a creative, loving action of God. And as we speak, so it manifests itself. Even if we don't speak it out loud, if we speak it inside, we put energy into motion. And that energy begins to manifest itself as creative expression. So if we're complaining inside of ourselves or outside, if we're judging inside or outside, if we're doing anything that causes separation from our own essence that is loving, we are going to find ourselves living in the fullness of the manifestation of our own creation. And then we look outside of ourselves and go, it's their fault. And in truth, it's not. It's ours. The moment you start pointing outside yourself and say it's their fault and you blame others, that's a key for you to pay attention because right then, whatever it is you're laying upon them is really about you. Look at that judgment. Look at the fear. Look whatever it is you have with another person outside yourself and realize that's really about you inside. Those are your judgments. Those are your fears. Those are your actions of separation from yourself. Bring all that back into yourself and begin to handle that creation that you have placed into motion. And the tools we have given you for handling those actions and those creations is loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. You know, Jesus put it very clearly when the disciples asked, Lord, could you teach us how to pray? And in the prayer, he added a statement. Forgive me as I forgive others. If we can begin the process of forgiving others, we will find automatically that we are also going to have to forgive ourselves. The action takes place automatically. The greater action is if we can begin to forgive ourselves, we will find almost immediately that there's really nothing wrong with anybody. There's really nothing to judge. There's really nothing to forgive. Because that source of irritation inside of us that has caused us to place judgment, place fear, place anger, hostility, or whatever that is on others, is gone. There is no seed by which we now can grow separation within us because we are now in the action of forgiving ourselves, loving ourselves, and accepting ourselves just as we are. And automatically that flows then into the rest of the world. So, I would say this. If your life is in crisis right now, meditate and allow God to participate with you however you're able to allow God in in this moment. And keep meditating and keep inviting God in and keep allowing God in. And the more you do that, the more you allow God in, the more God will participate. 
And if you're not in crisis, do the very same thing. What you're doing is building a foundation of loving. You're building a foundation of vulnerability to the movement of loving so that wherever you are in your life, you have a strength to stand in, to stand on, and to move with in your daily life, inward and outward. And it's that foundation of loving and of God walking with you, in you, through you, in all things that gives you the action of strength by which to face any and all things in a way that you would not otherwise do so. And the way that that happens is that path of neutrality where you enter into things not quite so reactive, not quite so challenged, not quite so disturbed as you would be if you were walking in the path of polarity. Neutrality is loving. Loving is neutral. It's about charged energies in this creation. The more we hold on to charged energies, the more we are trapped here, positive or negative. The key is to be neutral, neutral within ourselves. And that neutrality is loving. So if we could move into that movement of loving, loving the Lord, and loving the Lord that dwells within us, our own soul, and loving all that we have manifested as creative action here through our consciousness in this time, we then can begin to live a different life. And we then can begin to live in that essence of loving that is a strong foundation by which to move in our daily life. There will be a day for all of us that we will face. It's inevitable. There's actually, they say, two inevitabilities in this world, taxes and death. Well, I'm not talking about taxes. That's of this world. And it has nothing to do with the action of God or liberation or soul. But I am talking about death. There is that day when each and every one of us will face that day where the pronouncement of death is present for the physical form. Meditation is about many different things. One of the things that it is for is preparing you for that day. Preparing you for the day when this physical form takes its last breath. And preparing you for the day when all of a sudden you are aware, truly aware, that this physical form is moving towards that. How are you going to face that day? 
Are you going to face it with open arms, with joy, with gratitude for the life that you've lived, the fulfillment of who you are, and the knowing of where you're going to go when you do take the last breath? Or are you going to lay down on the ground, kicking and screaming and crying, why me, why me, why this, why now? The path of meditation that we walk is a path of awakening now to the truth of who we are as soul so that we can move through our daily lives living from a different place than most people in this world. We live from that place of loving, that place of non-reaction, that place of neutrality. And we meet all things in loving. And yes, there are things in this world that are still going to shake us, disturb us, cause us a little bit of distress. And yet, we know a place inside of us because of our practice of meditation, because of how we've been living our lives, that we can choose back into very quickly called loving, called that place where we know God dwells within us and we dwell within God. And we can approach these things from that place of centeredness and move with action rather than reaction and move making choices that support us where we are right now rather than living in reaction as the world has taught us to do. And maybe it's not death. Maybe it's other things that are just as big a crisis to us in the moment. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's a child dying or a loved one dying. Maybe it's bankruptcy. It may be several different things. If we can approach our daily life from a place of joy and peace and gratitude and loving and approach all things in the day in that way, then the truth that is in the lesson that these experiences have for us will reveal themselves very quickly and we will find the peace in the experience, whatever it be. And we still may find ourselves at times still a little bit upset, still a little bit disturbed because of whatever's going on in the physical levels. But we always walk in loving in that disturbance. And it's easier. And as Jesus said, and the burden is light. And even that moment when someone says, well, I think you're going to be dying in the next couple of months, or you're laying on your deathbed and you have everybody gathered around you and you figure, oops, I think this must be it, even though they're not telling me so. That you can approach that with awareness, with joy, 
with gratitude and fulfill right up to the last breath who you truly are so that when that last breath takes place, you go consciously into the next part of your journey. It's very interesting. I remember years ago when I was witnessing something most profound that I learned so much about, and that was the birth of a child. And when this child was being born, I was very aware that it was coming from another place of existence, of experience. It was already in life. It was already in experience. It was already in expression. It just moved its awareness from one level of consciousness into another to continue its experience, to continue the journey. And I have also witnessed people as they make transition, as they die physically here, and watch the soul just move from this physical existence on to the next level of its journey, continuing with awareness, continuing with experience, on into what's next. And that's wonderful to know that this is a place of continual movement and that there's a fluidity of consciousness that takes place. And that we are not bound by time and space. We are not limited. But rather, we are spirit ever experiencing. That's where I want you to begin to know and experience. That fluidity of consciousness, that fluidity of spirit, that truth of who you really are beyond this physical form. The one thing I am doing more and more every day as I begin to work in my meditation with individuals is to truly see the essence of every one's soul and truly honor and bow before the essence of every one, the truth of who you are. You are so sacred. You are so, so sacred. If you can connect into who you are as sacred, as the soul divine, and begin to live from there, your life is transformed. Lessons may not be taken away. Challenges may still remain. Illness still may manifest in the physical form. But how you do all that, how you approach all that, is different. And the fulfillment for the soul and for you in this body is wondrous. So if you find yourself feeling limited, put upon, feeling sorry for yourself, finding yourself to be the complainer in the community or whatever it might be, 
Stop and look and see, how could I do this different? What words could I share that would bring joy to my moment of life in this period of time, rather than anger, frustration, limitation, separation? And begin to see that you have the power of change. You have the authority to create what you wish. In your daily life. Now it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to create a new body or a body type. You may not be able to grow another six inches to be the height you want to be, but you may move in such a way that you feel taller inside. That's what I'm talking about that type of awareness energetically. Who we are and what we do in our actions of meditation and the sharing that Brian and I do here is not about the physical form and is not about this physical creation. It is about the soul. It is about the spirit. Jesus put it very clearly. He said, this is not my kingdom. My kingdom is of the Father's. And that is true for all of us. This isn't our creation, and this isn't our kingdom. This isn't our home. Our home is elsewhere. It's wonderful to really, truly know that by having gone there and visited and know the home that you came from and the home now that you're moving towards and anchoring yourself into so that when you do leave this physical form, it's home sweet home. So I just invite you to look at your daily life and to begin to make some minor changes If you're meditating, see about bringing greater quality into your meditation of devotion and focus with God. If you're not meditating, I invite you to begin to meditate. And do not be concerned about the two and a half hours. Let God do that with you, through you. Just begin to meditate, whether it be five minutes or 50 minutes. Begin meditation. Begin directing your attention inward and upward and wake up inside. And then allow God in you to begin to pull you more and more inside and into meditation daily. Remember, it's the soul in you that wants to go home, not your mind. And it's the soul in you that is going to pull you to sit down, pull you to come inside. Hold your attention more into action and not reaction, into loving and forgiveness and acceptance. Not your body doing that. Not your mind. It's your soul. So if you find yourself already doing that, be aware that is the divine in you coming into manifestation and sharing itself. Live that daily as much as you can. 
and bring it more and more forward. I find when I meditate, it's easier to do during the day to choose into soul, to choose into loving. And if there's a day I don't meditate, I find myself more caught up in the world. I find myself more complaining and disturbed and distracted. And that's not fun. And fortunately, when that happens, and I'm aware of it, I'll sit down and I'll meditate. Because I know I don't want to be in hell. I don't mind being in this world, but I don't want to be in the hell of it. I want to be in the beauty of it, in the joy of it, in the grace of it, in the gratitude of it, in the loving of it. And guess what? Those are all the aspects of God that dwell within our own soul. They are not a part of this creation. So if you want those in your life, they live in you and through you from your own soul. They are not a part of this creation. And the only way we can have them in our daily life is to bring them forward from our soul into this creation, into our creation. One thing I would I'd like to share is that uh, Brian and I are going to be leaving Thursday. We're going to be doing a retreat up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, the Pearl of Great Price. And then we'll be gone until October 16th uh, doing uh, initiations, appointments, a few other uh, uh, day seminars up in Fort Wayne and Kalamazoo. So we'll be gone about three weeks. And during that time, Bill and Tom and Laura will be here to continue doing the seminars with CDs and, and sharing, however that might be, as well as Bill will be, well, will you be doing the first one? No, October 21st. But um, So those two will be taking place after we get back. So just be aware we'll be gone another three weeks. You do get us more than most people. <laughs> it may not seem like it sometimes, but you do. We'll be here for two and a half months after that, so you'll have a, a good bit of time. You'll get so tired of us, you'll say, okay, you can go, 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 go now. <laughs> so we love you all a lot, and we'll see you in a, a few weeks.